Welcome to episode two of the Newlywed Podcast. I'm your host, Justin. And I'm Sierra. And thanks for joining us on our journey of marriage. Each week we'll be talking about what fun and wacky things have happened throughout our relationship. On today's episode, we will be talking about our wedding and our honeymoon. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah, so we got married. It's been about two weeks now since our wedding. So it's still like a fresh event in our mind. And I know like I can look back and say that it was probably the best day of my life. I don't know about you, but... It was pretty all right. Wow. Anyway, so I thought I'd kind of get started with talking a little bit about my day of getting ready with all my bridesmaids. I know last week we went into some detail about like the colors and how we shrunk our wedding down to smaller size because of COVID. So we'll go into a little bit more details about the actual day itself today. So I spent the night before with my two maids of honor. I had two maids of honor and he had two best men. Because we both kind of had had a long, like, lifelong friendship with two people and we couldn't decide between them. And we're not very good at making choices. Yeah, that too. So I spent the night at their house and we had a two and a half hour, almost three hour drive the next morning to get out to the wedding venue because it was on the other side of the state. And so we had to get up at 5 a.m. on my wedding day to go pick up my cousin's girlfriend, who was also our photographer, And that happened to be in the opposite direction of the wedding, of course. And then from there, we had to drive all the way over to the other side of the state. And we were trying to get there at about 9 o'clock. So we would be at the hotel where we were getting ready before the hairstylist and the makeup artist got there. So we got up super early, shoved all our stuff into the car, and headed out. And we decided at the last minute that we wanted to go take some pictures on the beach first thing in the morning. It was super cold. Sand was cold, like Michigan was cold, but we got a few super nice pictures in the morning in our robes, and then we headed over to the hotel. Got there at about 9 a.m., and then we were going to start our hair and makeup at 10. And I had five bridesmaids, so it was going to be like a packed day of like this person getting their hair done and this person getting their makeup done and just like constantly having interchanging um, schedules and appointments. And then my mother-in-law brought all this food, like she brought bagels and cream cheese and like three different kinds of bagels and two different kinds of cream cheese and she brought us mimosas to have and she bought like five bottles of champagne and three jugs of orange juice and she bought us croissants and muffins and so much food so we had more food than we could ever want more mimosas than we could ever drink and it was a great time um and honestly like getting ready went pretty smoothly everyone's hair and makeup kind of went well um we were just kind of chilling in the hotel room waiting for one another to get done so while they were enjoying all their food up there and having a grand old time my two best men stayed with me at the hotel up there the night before so i just bought some we had some muffins and some danishes they were really good and we just spent our whole time we played some uh jackbox party pack seven and we played a fun uh, card game called muffin time that was enjoyable and that's pretty much all we did until like an hour before it was time to start getting ready for the wedding. And then the only reason I think they started getting ready is I sent the photographer downstairs to start taking pictures of them, so they had to be getting ready, so. It's true. And see, to my knowledge, it was just supposed to be me and my two best men getting ready down there. And next thing I knew, like, after we started getting ready 15 minutes later, all my groomsmen showed up to the hotel room. Yeah, so once our photographer kind of got some pictures of us all getting ready... It was time for me to get my dress on. Then all of a sudden, I was feeling super nervous. So I thought it would be a really good idea to um, 
down three glasses of champagne real quick before I got dressed into my wedding dress. So I did three glasses of champagne, like, super fast, within, like, two minutes, probably. And then I got in my wedding dress, and it was all great and fine. And then um, my maid of honor, one of my maids of honor, drove us down to the beach where we were going to be taking all of our pictures for the day. And, oh, man, by the time we got down there, I don't think I could hardly walk straight. Like, all the champagne hit me all at once. But it was okay. Everything was okay. See, I wasn't really nervous up until the point that uh, we went to leave. So while she was went up to take pictures of her getting into her wedding dress, it, we were heading, my groomsman and I were heading to the beach to get ready to take pictures down there. And her photographer was going to meet us down there after she was done with her dress. And I went out to my car, and my car didn't start. So earlier in the day, my dad went out there to put a Just Married sticker on my car. He forgot that the car is a push-button start, so when you hit the button, you have to hit the button again to turn it off. You know, he's used to the old-fashioned, just stick a key in. And he forgot to turn it off, and he left it on. But I discovered that because I actually went out to my car, I think about, it's about 10 o'clock, to get something out of it. And it didn't start, so we jumped it. But apparently when we jumped it, I didn't let it charge enough before shutting it back off, and it didn't start. Up until that point, I was fine, but then I was getting a little nervous. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm going to put everything behind, and Sierra's going to freak out because the pictures are behind, and it's going to be the biggest deal ever. So I'm like rushing, we're trying to get my car started. So my friend who drives like a beater car, and he went to open his hood, and he couldn't open the hood. It was just, it wouldn't, it would not, the latch would not release. So we're like... We waste all the time moving this car over there, so we had to move his car, move someone else's, one of my best men's car over, and he has a newer car, so we knew that hood would open, and then we finally got it jumped, but luckily they were running late with the pictures for her and getting into her wedding dress, so we left at just about the same time anyways, so. Yeah, so it all ended up working out. So then we took pictures on the beach for like two hours. Like, me and my bridesmaids took pictures, and then Justin and his groomsmen took pictures, and then we did a first look, and then we did pictures of the whole wedding party together, and it was so hot. Like, it was the hottest day we have had yeah, all year. it was almost 90. And I have personally never been on Lake Michigan and never not had a breeze until that yeah, day. Yeah, neither had I. There was not a breeze in sight. And it was not a cloud in sight. It was full sun, 90 degrees, super humid. Perfect weather to walk the beach in the tux, of course. Oh, yeah. And in addition to this, mind you, we were taking pictures at, like, 4 o'clock. So it's, like, the hottest part of the day. So the sun was, like, full up in the sky. And then I just had, like, flip-flops on that I was wearing. And the sand was, like, burning my feet. Like, I could barely walk, and it, my feet hurt so bad. I think by the time we were done with all the pictures and got back into the venue, I could have built a sand castle with all the sand in my shoes. Yeah, it was bad. And then, um, because I had a really long cathedral-length veil that went way out behind me, and then my dress had a long train, I had to have somebody carrying my dress and my veil at all times. Especially in the sand, I just couldn't even walk. And so we'd get to a spot where we were going to take pictures, and they would just set me down, put me where they wanted me, get my veil and my dress fixed. And then as we took different pictures with me, I wouldn't move, so people would just rotate around me. And so eventually, 
after standing in the same spot for so long, I was starting to sink into the sand. So I'd always be like almost falling and everything. And it was just a rough time, let me tell you. Yeah, so then it finally got around to be our wedding. Um, so we lined up and got ready to go. And yeah, so then it was finally time for our ceremony. And so because we were doing a micro wedding package because of COVID, we didn't get the venue for an extra night in order to have a rehearsal dinner. So no one in the wedding party had ever had any practice of like, who was walking with who, when they were supposed to walk out, like where they were standing, nothing like that. So it had all just been kind of like what me and Justin had been able to tell them throughout the day. I mind you though, she says what we were able to tell them throughout the day, but Sierra prepared a very nice like 10 page packet. Like I felt like I was back in high school. <laughs> She's like teacher slapped a packet in front of me and was like, here, study this. But everyone knew what they were doing. So they were they were nice to prepare. Yeah, so we lined up and um we finally started going out and then me and my dad went out and yeah, we made it up to the ceremony. Well, before this, before we walked out, my best man <laughs> was supposed to have the rings to give to the to give to the officiant when she asked for the rings. So one of Sierra's maids of honor asked him, You have the rings, right? He's like, No, was I supposed to grab them? And we're like, Yeah, and he has left them sitting on the bar. Even though I gave him clear instructions, I'm like, put them wherever. I said, but when we go to head out, you need to grab them so you can hand them to him. And he tried blaming me, saying I didn't instruct him properly. I fully instructed him on it. <laughs> so, my maid of honor had to, like, run out to the bar, grab the rings, and come back real quick before the wedding started. And we ended up being up there without the rings. But we had them, so it all worked out okay. And then um, we had a pretty short ceremony, and we'd written our own vows, so we did do, read our vows, but I did not think the ceremony was ever going to end. Like, my feet hurt super bad from being in the sand for two hours and then standing up there, and it seemed like forever. I don't think my feet had ever hurt worse <laughs> than in that moment. No, and like... And I felt like it was like the most awkward things. I'm just staring at her, and it felt like so long. But in reality, it was like 15, 20 minutes. And that I don't was even it. think it was 20 minutes, maybe 15. But I would like look at Justin, but then I'd feel like I was staring at his face for so long. I'd like look at our hands because we were holding hands. But then I was like, that's weird. Why would I stare at our hands during my wedding? Yeah, it was just really like, <laughs> it was like, oh, what do we, what do we do up here? Like stare <laughs> at each other? Like it was, just, I don't know. It was just really odd. Yeah, but we made it through it. We got to sign the. Then, of course, my dad being my dad, classic him, forgot to turn off his cell phone, so his cell phone went off mid-ceremony, too. Yep, classic. that was good. <laughs> yeah, but that was pretty much our ceremony. Yeah, that's about it. We didn't want it to be super long, so we didn't do any of the, like, unity ceremonies or, like, any extra readings or anything like that. Yeah, because it was a micro-wedding, so we only had four hours in total. So we were doing it from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. So we just tried to limit it as much as possible. We really didn't want to do anything else to begin with anyways, so... Right, so it worked out well for us. And then, um, yeah, then we kind of moved into the reception, I guess, from there. Well, after that, we went to take pictures with our family. Well, we had signed the marriage license and everything. And then we moved on to taking pictures with our family. And that was a lot of fun. Our families are 
unique. Very opposite in height. So I'm sure those pictures will look very fun. Yeah, my family is all like pushing six foot tall. I'm not, but my family isn't. And his family, I don't think anyone's over like five foot five. I think they're pushing five foot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but they all turned out super nice. We had them in front of like a glass, um, our glass windows and a patio. So it should be really pretty. Yeah, then we kind of moved into our reception. Um, We had an open bar and everything with sort of liquors and beers and some wine and then we had a a like signature cocktail that was a raspberry sangria made with white wine and that ended up being super good and then we sat at a table with our two best men and our two maids of honor so kind of like our each of ours two best friends and for dinner we had a salad that had um balsamic vinegar i believe so we Got our salads, and everyone in the place started eating. Well, unknown to me, because I was never informed, Sierra's father was going to say grace before we ate dinner, and she forgot to inform me that. So we're all shoving this salad in our mouth, and then he's like, all right, I'm going to say grace now. It was super awkward. Well, everyone but me was shoving the salad in my face. I didn't know there'd be so much onion on it, and I don't touch onions, and there were lots so you say that, but you had definitely taken a bite of the salad because your mom said you shouldn't be eating yet. I did take a bite. After I took said bite, I realized there was onion in it because I tasted it. It was not good. I don't eat onion. Ugh. It was not good. But the salad <laughs> was served with a dinner roll, and I can honestly say I think this dinner roll was the best thing served at our wedding. Like, it was such a good roll. I don't know the uh the grass on a plate that they call the salad <laughs> was definitely worth it for the roll. Yeah, the salad was like a pile. It was like a spring mix with some shredded carrots and some onion and like one and a half tomatoes. Yeah, and it was really weird cuz it didn't have croutons or cheese on it or like a cucumber or pepper. So I just felt like like I could have went out to my garden and made that. So, it was not good. The roll was though. The roll was definitely worth it. Yeah, and then kind of in between our salad and then the actual dinner that was served later, we had our toasts. So each of our fathers did a toast. And then my two maids of honors did a toast. And then his two best men also did each did a toast. Both my best men had yet to write anything as of the day before. I know my one best man said he was writing it on the car right up. And uh, I was actually, I was pretty impressed how they turned out. I was impressed by everyone's. I know my dad, well, my dad didn't even write his toast. My mom wrote it for him. And I know she wrote it the night before the wedding. And then I know my one maid of honor also wrote hers two days before the wedding. But I was really impressed. I thought everyone did a good job and they told some really great stories of us. Um, Of course, the shake machine story that we talked about Last week, when I dumped it on his head, that story was told, of course, and there were just lots of good ones. So after the toast and everything, we moved on to dinner. Dinner was pretty good. Just had some, well, most of us had chicken with mashed potatoes and mac and cheese, because we're children, and that's how we (laughs) eat. (laughs) There was the option for short ribs, but not too many people went with that. Except it was really funny, so I eat super, super fast. So I was by far, like, the first one done eating everything at my table, so that was kind of awkward, but 
she does eat faster than everyone. I mean, even at home, I'll she'll finish eating, and I'll still be eating for another 10-15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad. It's super unhealthy. So then she was sitting around at the table waiting for everyone else to finish their food so we can, you know, start our first dances and everything. Yeah, so after dinner was kind of wrapping up, we uh, moved into the cake cutting. So we were doing the traditional, like, it was just a mini cake, like a, cake, a cutting cake, I think they call it. And then we had bought some cupcakes, some gourmet cupcakes for the rest of the guests. And so we cut the cake together, and then we were feeding each other a bite of the cake like it's traditional to do, and I hate cake. Well, it's the frosting I dislike. It's just way too sweet for me. So we have this Polaroid picture that my maid of honor took of him trying to feed me a bite of cake, and my face is just, like, absolutely disgusted because I don't want any cake. So... That's a fantastic picture. When I tried to feed her the cake, she was, she was like moving away <laughs> from it. When she was refusing, I'm like, just eat a piece of the cake. It was actually a, a, a pretty good cake for just being a cutting cake. Even I can say I was pretty impressed because um, any wedding I've gone to, I've never liked the cake. Um, most wedding cake is kind of dry and has too much frosting in my opinion. But even to me, this was pretty all right. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we went into our first dances. So our first dance was to Follow Me by Uncle Cracker. And we're super awkward about it because neither of us can dance. So we were just out there like kind of swaying and he sways. Yeah, none of us can dance is an understatement to what she decided <laughs> to do under this. She was like, so we were just swaying, you know, like as any like, you know, couple does. Doesn't know how to dance, you just kind of like, you know, spin in a circle and sway. Except, I don't know if she thought it was like a competition. And she was spinning so fast that I was starting to get dizzy. Also, mind you, he can literally turn around once super slow and he gets dizzy, so. it No, if I turn around fast, sometimes I get dizzy, thank you. It was, it was even like a short song, like it was barely three minutes. And I once again thought that was like the longest three minutes of my life. And then my mom and I moved on to our first dance, which she told me she wasn't going to cry on. And that she listened to the song as she played My Wish by Rascal Flatts. And uh, she said she listened to the song like all week so she wouldn't cry. And I think about 10 seconds in she started crying. Yeah, she was crying real soon. And then after that, we kind of opened it up to an open dance floor. Um, and then I was the DJ as well, so I could... We were just playing it on our Spotify playlist because a DJ, again, didn't come with our micro wedding. And so I was queuing up songs on my Spotify playlist, and then it was playing through the surround system in the venue. So I could just play whatever song I wanted, even though we only had 30 people there. Like, there were always people on the dance floor, and we did all the line dances and all your traditional like wedding dances and that was super fun yeah it was a lot of fun it was nice being able to control the music like having a dj is all right but like it's nice to like if you don't like the song you can just skip it and it's not like a dj go up and like hey mr dj can you skip that song i don't like it you know yeah there were definitely perks to it because i could literally just control all the music i could only play what i wanted pretty much we did that for a couple of hours and then um we got ready to have a sparkler send-off, so we had bought, like, special wedding sparklers for the wedding that burned for two minutes. Three minutes. So we gave every... Three minutes, sorry. And then, so we gave everyone one of the sparklers, and then we were just going to kind of exit, and we 
stopped at the end of the like tunnel that they built and we kissed and everything to have a cool picture which i'm super excited to get that picture back we had to stand there for like an hour so she could get the picture yeah because it was a um long exposure shot i don't know exactly what that means but basically you had to freeze in one position yeah so but i'm excited to get those pictures back i think they'll be really pretty i think so too and yeah that was really the end of our wedding. Oh, we went back to our hotel, and we at the hotel we were staying, they had, like, a courtyard with, like, a little, like, fire table. So we went out there, and we sat with my mom, my dad, my aunt. His two best men, and then one of their parents, too. Yeah, so there were quite and then a my sister. We, yeah, so we had some drinks out there, and that was just kind of a nice ending to the day, I guess, to kind of spend yeah. it with family. We would have stayed out there longer, but... It got past midnight, and I could barely, like, keep my eyes open to, like, even listen to the conversation around the fire. And I was like, no, we gotta go inside. I'm exhausted. Yes, then we went to bed, and that was the end of our wedding day. Yeah, it was a great day, and definitely good memories. But the honeymoon that followed was honestly probably my... Well, the wedding was, like, great and fine, but it was just such a busy day, and you spent literally over a year preparing for this one day. Whereas the honeymoon was just more relaxing and, like, I feel like I was able to enjoy that more. So, next we'll kind of move into talking about our honeymoon. So, that Tuesday morning we got up and there was this cafe that we had really been wanting to try. Just, like, ten minutes down the road. We had went there one time when we went to visit our venue just to get coffee. And Justin got, like, a Nutella hot chocolate. And I got an Almond Joy latte. And it was some of the best drinks I've ever gotten. So, we were super excited to get breakfast there. And I ended up getting a, I got biscuits with chicken gravy, which was phenomenal. It was a little bit different because it was chicken gravy instead of like a sausage gravy that you would normally get with your biscuits. But um, I thought it was super unique and super good. And then I got a, I think it was like a Dutch apple pancake or something. But it was this huge fluffy pancake that was served in like a skillet and that was also just absolutely delicious and then to drink I got a peanut butter coffee something like that it was a peanut butter americano that's what it was so I had peanut butter whiskey in the americano and that was super good I absolutely loved that drink I of course got a burger because you know breakfast is pretty all right but lunch is better it was like a breakfast burger it had it was an elk burger with an egg on it. It was really good. And I ordered a side of corned beef hash, which was really good. It was like homemade, like corned beef hash. It was it was excellent. And then I got my first drink. I got a Bloody Mary, but I didn't really like that. It was too fresh. Like it was like a homemade, like fresh, like Bloody Mary mix instead of like a pre-bought one. And it was just it was it was too fresh for me. And then, so then after that, I got a apple cinnamon mimosa, and that was excellent. Yeah, so overall, it was a super good breakfast, though, and we ate so much food, and we took so much back to the hotel with us, but it was so good. I loved it. So yeah, we kind of just spent that day relaxing. We went to Lake Michigan for a bit, but it was way too cold to swim in. Um, I couldn't even get him to walk out at, like, past his ankles. I walked down to my knees, but after that, that, that was too much. Yeah, it was cold, so we did more walking the beach. We walked down this little pier that was by a lighthouse, and that was really nice. So after the beach, we kind of went back to our hotel and relaxed for a little bit. And then we knew there was, like, 
a strip of stores and stuff, you know, tourist shops. So we went to go to that. Then we looked around the shops and we got a few things and then we noticed they had a wine tasting room. So we're like, alright, yeah, we'll, we'll probably do that. And uh, we were going to go in, but we realized that we left her purse at the hotel so she didn't have her ID. So like, alright, we'll come back and we'll get her ID and we'll come back and we'll taste some wine. And then we're walking back to the car. We noticed that there were two more wineries that you could, you know, do tasting at. So we're like, well, of course we have to try all three because why not? So we went and got her ID and we came back. So then we went wine tasting and all the wineries were really good. Well, well two of the three were really good. So the first one we went to was pretty good. We ended up buying two bottles of wine there. They had the only red wine I've ever tasted that was actually, like, tolerable. Yeah. And then they had a couple of dessert wines that we tried. So one was a s'more low, I believe. So it was like a s'mores flavored one. I Neither of us really liked that one just because neither of us like marshmallow. And I had like a strong marshmallow um, aftertaste. But then the other one was called... First Kiss. Yes. And that was a dark chocolate raspberry wine. It was heavenly. Yeah, the First Kiss one was really good and we got a bottle of that. And then I got a bottle of a white wine that I really liked. And then we went down the road to the second winery. And um, this this was my both of ours least favorite winery. All the wine we had, literally except for two of them. And I think we tasted like eight different ones between the two of us. It had like this aftertaste. Um, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah, it was just like this like really bitter aftertaste on all their wines except two of them. Yeah, it was super bitter. You tasted it, and the wine would have a nice flavor. And then after you swallowed it, your mouth would just get this really bitter, nasty flavor in it. So that yeah, winery it was, was kind of disappointing. But And then we moved over to the other winery. And this winery, we were like, eh, it doesn't really look all that cool. I don't know why we thought that, but we didn't think it looked very nice. But we went in there, and it was so busy. All, both other wineries, we had been the only people in it. And we walked in this winery and it was like full. But we ended up sitting up at the bar there and this winery was by far my favorite. Like, I would have bought every single wine that we tasted if I could have. Yeah, they had some of my, my favorite that we tried was there, which was the ice wine. Yeah, which is a super, super sweet wine. Ice wine's the sweetest wine that can be made. And I, of course, thought it was way too sweet. But he got a bottle of that and then I got a bottle of... Um, a white wine, and this was by far one of my favorite wines I've probably ever tasted before. So that was super. And it was fun. just new that 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 wine was just new that year. Yeah, it was the one you got. Yeah, the wine I got was brand new that year, and that was a super good one. So then you know, within like an hour and a half, we so when these uh, so you know usually wine tasting they pour sample size you get like two ounces to taste. Well, these wineries, they, were, they weren't messing around. They were pulling full glasses of wine. So we downed, you know, like 12 glasses of wine within the span of an hour and a half. Yeah, so we were both pretty, pretty drunk at this point. Not drunk, like we could walk and everything, but definitely like, I was feeling it. So Tipsy we, is the word you're looking for. Tipsy, that's it. So we were walking along the street and we saw a store called the Olive Cart. And we both absolutely love olives. We were like, oh my god, 
this looks so good. Like, we looked in the windows, and it was just filled with, like, jars of olives. But we looked at the door, and it said it closed in five minutes. And both of us, you know, who've worked in customer service, we were like, oh, well, like, we don't want to go in there five minutes before it closed. We'd feel really bad. But then the lady waved us in. So we're like, okay, now we got to go in like she's telling us to. And then everything in the store you could sample for free. So we tried so many different kinds of olives and we tried we tried a vodka infused pasta sauce and we tried a, a jalapeno mustard I think it was and some candied jalapenos. Nope, it was bourbon bacon mustard. Yes, that's what it was. And then we tried all the stuff. They had like olive oil, but like almost on draft like a beer. It was like a tap of olive oil almost. And they probably had 30 to 40 different flavors of olive oil. So after tasting all this stuff drunk, we got six jars of olives, a jar of pasta sauce, some pasta, some mustard, some seasonings, and some jalapenos. And we spent $150 on olives somehow. So that was fun. Yeah, so then after that, we <laughs> headed back to the hotel. And we just kind of chilled in the hotel until it was time for dinner. It was only like an hour before we had dinner. So then we went to dinner, and that was good. Yeah, it was kind of disappointing. I had made reservations at this restaurant, and it was supposed to be right on the water. It was called, like, something on the water. It was Plank's Tavern on the Water. Yeah, so I was like, oh, this would be perfect. We'll have a beautiful view of the lake. No, it was on the river, and the river, being an industrial town, was basically more of, like, a gravel pit. Like, there were, like, excavators and bulldozers and dump trucks and all along the river... And that was the view. So I was like, well, that's disappointing. And I was like, well, maybe the food will be really good. But the food was also just like, okay. Um, well, the charcuterie board was pretty good, but I feel like you can't mess it up. That it's literally just meat and cheese. And then we got like a bread board with breads and butters. And I mean, you can't really mess that up. But for the main dish. Well, I got a pretzel for the main dish and it came with. Um, a mustard and a peanut butter sauce and like a nacho cheese dip and that was good but again you can't really mess up a pretzel and I got a pasta dish and that was awful my pasta was undercooked like it was like still almost hard it, I feel like they just raided that olive cart store took all the olive oil they had there and <laughs> dumped it onto the dish there was just so much oil and like there was no flavor. The flavor was oil. <laughs> yeah, it was just, and like, when you ate, there was like chicken on it, I think. But when you had a piece of the chicken, it was just oily in it. it I was not impressed with the restaurant, but that's okay. We went to plenty of other good places to eat. Yeah, so we went back to the hotel, and that was really the end of the first day. I think we were both super exhausted at this point, and we went to bed. And we had to get up pretty early the next day, because... Um, that was the day we were going to go to Chicago. So we were taking the train to Chicago, and our train was going to leave at 8.10. So we were getting up at, like, 6 o'clock, I think, to get everything packed up. We had to check out of the hotel and everything. So we got all that done. It's, like, raining out. We got our umbrella. We head down to the train station, and we're, like, waiting and waiting. And there's some other people, and they're waiting, too. And the train's, like, 10 minutes late. And we're like, huh, I'm sure it'll be here soon. Still waiting waiting. Train's still not coming. And then, um, Justin got a call from Amtrak or whatever, and the train was going to be delayed by like an hour and 40 minutes, I think it was. 
So we were supposed to leave at 9.50 now instead of 8.10. So we were like, like, what do we do for an hour? Um, we didn't have a hotel room. There wasn't really anything to do. It was raining out. So we just sat in the car for another hour and waited for the train. And we finally got on the train. And taking the train to Chicago was such a cool experience. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was super comfortable to start with. Like, the chairs, you could, like, lean back, and you could extend the footrest, and the temperature in the train was perfect, and you could order food and drinks, like, alcoholic drinks, too, and uh, I would 100% recommend taking the train to Chicago if you ever go. Um, so we arrived in Chicago, and we, first thing we did was buy our um, CCA passes to get on the Chicago Transit Authority, and we were like, oh, we got this. So we get on our first bus, and my card that I had gotten didn't want to scan on the bus, but she just, like, waved us on because they're on a schedule or whatever. So then we're sitting there on the bus, and, you know, neither of us are from a big city, so we don't really know what we're doing. And we knew that we had to get off at, like, this this certain um, stop or whatever. But it never showed as being the stop on there. So we just kind of sat there and sat there, and we were like, I feel like we should have gotten off already, but, like, I don't know. And so, finally, the bus stops, and the driver was like, where are you guys going? This is the end of the route. So we clearly missed our stop. So, she thankfully, she took us to where we needed to go. But, yeah, we were, we were not doing good with the Chicago buses that day at all. We, uh, towards the end, we developed a system that uh, we would just pull up Google Maps, and we'd watch when we're getting close to our destination, and then we'd get off at that stop when we were within, like, a couple minutes of logging. Yeah, so we got a little bit better at it throughout the day. But, so our first stop that day was um, the Starbucks Reserve Roastery, which is one of, I think Starbucks has eight locations of them across the world. And it's where they actually like make their beans and everything. So the roastery was just absolutely huge. They have five different floors and there's different things to do on each floor. So the first floor is like a gift shop and more like a normal Starbucks. And then the second floor is like their Italian um, deli almost like in bakery so we ate there for lunch and we got um a slice of pizza like an italian pizza and we got a cannoli and we got a slice of olive bread which was actually really good and we got a little sandwich too so that was super good and then the third floor was my personal favorite floor and it was like tons of different scientific ways to make coffee so it was almost like the science behind coffee and we did, I, um, so at the third floor, we ended up doing a siphon flight of coffee. And siphoning coffee is a special way of making coffee where you heat up the water until it boils and goes into a separate little, like, vestibule where the coffee grounds actually are. And then that's where the coffee is brewed. And then once you turn it off and the heat goes down, it allows the water to go back into that lower vestibule. And then you actually have coffee. Um, so that was a super cool experience. And it was some of the best coffee I've ever had. It was so smooth and flavorful, and you could taste all the differences in the coffee. I got a uh, a coffee milkshake with bourbon barrel-aged coffee beans, and I was amazed like how much that the like it it tasted like there was bourbon in there, but there was none in there, and it was so good. Yeah, that was super good. And then the fourth floor actually was dedicated to like alcoholic beverages. Um. So we tried a martini flight. Um, that was terrible. Yeah, that was not good. But neither of us like martinis, so that was kind of our fault. 
I mean, not really. I mean, I, I, I was expecting, I don't know, the flavors were just awful. The whole, probably my least favorite, surprisingly, was the fourth four with the alcohol drinks. They just weren't that good. No, we got a couple of other drinks, like, uh, they were, um, I don't know, they were, like, bubbly seltzer drinks. And those were better, but, I mean, honestly, I've still had way better drinks at restaurants before, so... Nothing too crazy. But overall, the roastery was a fantastic experience. I think we spent like three hours there. Um, so after that, we went to Navy Pier, which both of us had been to before. But we rode the uh, Ferris wheel there, the huge Ferris wheel. And that was terrifying. I didn't like that at all. The little, like, uh, you're like locked into this little, it's basically a room. It's pretty big. But it was like swaying all over when we were at the top and I did not enjoy that. I couldn't get down fast enough, but it was a fun experience. And there were some really pretty pictures of the skyline up there. Um, and then after that, we went to dinner and we went to the super fancy um, restaurant. It was called Gibson's Italia. And that was probably one of the best restaurants I've ever been to. Like the service, the food, the atmosphere, it was just all, like, top-notch and perfect. Yeah, everything was fantastic. It was, it was fancy. They, uh, for, like, our appetizers, they served us our appetizers. I wasn't prepared for that. The server, he was so nice. Like, everything we did, he's like, oh, like, let me take care of this for you. I don't want you to do it. Like, oh, my pleasure to do this for you. Like, he was so nice. Yeah, and because, so at the end, we, um... We got our entrees and stuff, but we had to get going because we had the train to catch at 6, and it was already pretty close. And so we, well, we ended up calling a lift because I was going to try to figure out the whole bus thing, trying to get back on our train and miss our train. So we asked someone if we could get this boxed up. So they started boxing it up for us, and our server walked by, and he was like so concerned that something wasn't good. He's like, oh, is everything okay? Is everything good? Is everything good? And we're like, yeah, we just have to get going to catch our train. We're so sorry. Yeah, and then Justin ordered a 34-ounce steak. And it was served on, like, a slab of wood that was, like, a whole little table itself. And this steak was just massive. Like, and I it don't was half a cow, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know how else to explain it. It was so big. But it was so good. I don't even like steak. And I could have probably said it was served with the bone and some roasted garlic and onion, and then it was served with pink Himalayan salt and black volcano salt. Yeah, black volcano salt. So that was super good. Yeah. So then we got back to the train station and caught the train back home, and I made sure I got a gin and tonic because I don't know. I just wanted to be able to have a drink on the train, I guess. And yeah, that was really it. We got back to where our car was, and then we drove two hours to get home. And I think we got home at, like, I was pushing midnight, I think, by the time we got home. But, yeah. Um, we do have one more uh, little trip that we went on. We went on a spontaneous trip to Pennsylvania to kind of finish up our honeymoon. But since we're starting to run out of time this week, we thought we would save that for next week. And then, in addition to talking about our trip to Pennsylvania, we'll kind of go more into our day-to-day -day life and how... Our marriage has been for the first couple of weeks. Yeah, so thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to visit our social media at NewlyWedPod on Twitter. We will have pictures to go with what we talked about this week, some of our honeymoon and our wedding. 
And of course, don't forget to rate and share this podcast. Can't wait to see you next week.